Welcome to Verbal Processing. You have season two, episode three, all about bringing home baby. It's no secret that many women need to verbally process through the various difficult circumstances that they currently face. Young moms can feel especially isolated because of the way that our, our culture currently operates. Long gone are the days when the community was dedicated to encouraging family life. We want to bring back the community of women speaking into each other's lives. On Verbal Processing, we believe that deeper conversations truly matter. We subscribe to the notion that everyone around us has something to teach us, provided we are willing to do the work of listening with deep intentionality. Hi, I'm Jenny. Today, we are going to continue our series on encouraging moms. And I had teased that hopefully my handsome, adorable, delightful uh, co-host, Zach, who's also my husband, because I'm not biased at all, um, I had teased that he was maybe coming back to join us. Well, reality uh, set in and Zach is still under a staffing crisis at work. And so he is pulling all sorts of extra hours and double routes and things like that. So today, instead of my handsome husband, I have my adorable daughter. Hello, Bella. Hi. I'm so glad you're on the show today. I'm so glad you let me be on it. (laughs) Good. Okay, so today we are going to continue our Encouraging Moms talk with um, an episode about bringing home the baby. The baby is one of the best parts because they're so cute. (laughs) The babies are so cute. So um, I have some things to talk about that are more mental and emotional and spiritual, as well as some more practical tips of things to dress the baby in and things like that. Mm, Sounds fun. Okay. So um, I like to lay a baseline and give some background before we really get started. So I do want to address the issue right out of the gate that the first week that after you've had the baby, and usually you're bringing the baby home about two or three days after you've had the baby, um, maybe a little bit longer if you had a C-section, but that first week, 80% of women struggle with what's commonly referred to as the baby blues. So 80% of women, that's a lot. So if you have 100 women lined up, 80% of them, they might feel some sadness that first week after having the baby. So this includes mood swings, being more sensitive than usual, crying jags, feeling anxious. Let's face it, ladies, you have just pushed out an eight-pound human out of your body. It's normal for you to feel a bit unmoored and out of sorts, If that's even if that's all, and that's in air quotes, you have going on. But you may have more things going on after you've given birth. You may have had a traumatic birth experience. Maybe things didn't go to your carefully laid out birthing plan. You may have had a C-section and are now dealing with a sore incision site. Maybe nursing isn't going well. The baby isn't latching on or latching on properly. Or maybe you're struggling to nurse at all. Your nipples, frankly, may be cracked and hurting. You may be dealing with mastitis. Um, That's very, very common, especially in, you know, first pregnancies and first births. There are many things. Your baby most likely is not even sleeping for a long stretch at this point. So on top of everything else, after recovering from a birth, you may be sleepless too. And I would like to say right here at the top, if you are not having a baby or not recently given birth, but you know a new mom, This is the time to be a life-giving encouragement to her and the new baby. 
Now, please follow any boundaries that the new parents have set, such as not visiting for a week or two weeks or whatever they're comfortable with. Um, but as long as we're following that rule, let's keep in mind that we can drop off meals or um, if we're not local to the new mom, maybe it's your sister that lives in another state, you can buy a gift card for a place that will deliver um, either groceries or toiletries or um, takeout to their residence. Now, where I live in rural Missouri, it's very, very hard to find somewhere that will actually deliver out here, but that's not the case everywhere. So let's get creative with these ideas. Do you have any ideas about things we can do for new moms? Mm, you can get them like cute little socks. <laughs> you can give them cute little socks. I like that. Yeah, socks are a great thing to take with you to the hospital to Especially keep you warm. Diapers. Oh yes, yes. Maybe a practical gift like bringing the new mom some diapers. That's a great yes. idea. I also you always need diapers. You always need diapers. I also like to ask the new mom what she needs. Um, would she like to hold the baby while you attend to some things, such as a load of laundry for her? Or would she like a break and like you to hold the baby so that she can take a shower? I like when you get to hold the baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Person, but we want to do whatever is helpful yeah. to the new mama because it's, it's very difficult to give birth and recover from birth and have a newborn. So we want to support her and however we can. But yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I like holding the baby. <laughs> Um, personality and the individual parenting style plays a huge role into this and to what she's going to need. But we, if we are trying to be supportive, we need to not give the new mom what we want, um, but we want to give her what she wants and or needs. Yeah. And that's just a, a good life principle to keep in mind is to be making sure that our love is translating to those around us in a way that they can clearly hear and feel and accept and understand. Not to just give other people the things that we want and need, but to try when we can to make an effort to speak their love language. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about new dads. For new dads, one general rule... Um, and I know you're going through a lot too. You may feel um, uh, just a, a whole host of emotions. Joy at the birth of your new child, being so proud of your wife. Um, fear of this little person is, you know, your guys' complete responsibility. There are many, many things you may be feeling. But a practical tip that I would give to new, da new dads is if you see something that needs done, please just do it. This is really not a great, especially the first week is kind of what we're focusing on here. It's not a great time to be asking mom a bunch of questions. So your wife, you know, it's not a good time to be asking her a bunch of questions. If you see that the floor is sticky, grab them up. It'll take you three minutes tops. If you see that the laundry is souring and needs done, please just run the load and make sure to switch it to the dryer. Um, that's it's just a really good principle just this is a good time it, no matter how you generally divide the labor go ahead and ma make sure you're being supportive in, in this time for your wife and and that you're just doing what she needs done it may not be the way she would do it that's okay and just know that she will notice it may take her a while um but she will be very grateful and it it may take her a moment to notice it may take her a week or more and it may take you guys you know, a, a couple months even to acclimate, to understand your new schedule and, and all of those things and your new rhythms, but your wife will um, be so blessed by you just seeing what needs done and doing it. Um, one of the things I'm so thankful for is 
I was newly pregnant with Josiah and I had the morning sickness and my two-year-old and four-year-old had the flu and Zach was so good. It was like three days of just madness, absolute madness at our house, but without being asked to, he stepped in and just took care of everything and that's, you know, that's been, wow, over 12 years ago and I, I'm still just so grateful and thankful to him. That's a long time ago. That is a long time ago, especially when you're seven. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, new mamas, back to you. As far as actually preparing to leave the hospital, mm. let's talk about going home outfits for baby. Yeah, okay, so you need some cute, really cute onesies. You need some really cute onesies, okay. Lots of diapers, maybe some little shoes for them, some little socks. That's my favorite to look at, little socks and shoes. <laughs> Those are adorable. I love looking at the little socks, but I'll admit that was the hardest thing to keep for you guys because it felt like I was always losing them. I would throw... Because they're small. They're so tiny. They're so easy to lose. I would put both, you know, socks to a set in, or a pair of socks in the wash, and then I'd only get one back. I don't know why that happened. Okay, and if you are having a baby boy, the cutest things are the little suits. They okay. They are adorable. Okay, you didn't know this, but that is the perfect segue to what I was going to talk about next. So... Okay. Yeah, a segue means you're changing from one to the other, like a topic. Okay, I know complicated outfits are in vogue right now. I love a frilly dress or a fun romper or a baby-sized bow tie as much I as the next know. girl. However, let's dress baby in loose clothing that fits them comfortably. Yeah. Your baby is a person, and this little person is new to this environment, and this little person is not used to being pulled, stuffed, and adjusted into <laughs> clothing. So a general rule, I've heard, I've heard two general rules is one, if you put the baby in double what you're wearing. So if you're wearing one layer, the baby needs two. Um, I agree with that for a lot of newborns, but for some newborns, they're just prone to be more hot natured. And you, those are the ones that if you're wearing a t-shirt and leggings, that should be essentially what your baby's wearing. And I know they're, they're, they're not going to be leggings per se. Okay, and also, like, you need some smooth, like, really smooth clothes. Oh, yes, it's soft. smooth on here, and it's probably going to be nice on the baby. Yes, that's a good point, yes. Consider the fabrics for sure. But general, a general good good rule is if you're wearing a t-shirt and leggings at um, home, you know, if it's, you know, spring, fall, somewhere in there, somewhere, um, consider just doing that for your baby and, and maybe a very light uh, baby blanket. Josiah, my third child, was born in November, and I kept trying to add layers to him because um, it was November, and it was cold, and you know, eventually he developed a heat rash, and I wised up, and I would just dress him in whatever, however many layers I had on, I, that's what I would dress Josiah in. I had to override my tendency to overdress him because he was a baby and tiny and vulnerable, and it was cold, but um, he was just very heat sensitive. Did that work pretty good? It did. It did work very good. I had it, it took me about two weeks to get it down to where I, I would finally quit overdressing the poor kid. Okay, so some things you need for bringing baby home are an outfit for the baby, like we just discussed. Yes. So something soft, something comfortable, nothing too tight, although... Nothing too scratchy. Yeah, although all those frilly dresses and little baby suits, they're so Maybe adorable. a little bit like later, mm -hmm. you can get those frilly dresses and who knows what. Yes. 
But so bringing baby home, you need an outfit, yeah. a camera, a car seat, yeah. and some loose, comfortable clothing for you. And you will generally find those three to four things on your list. However, something that I don't see often enough on bringing baby home lists is a water bottle. Nursing or not, you just gave birth. You need to replace your fluids. And so you need to be sipping on that water constantly. Yeah, and you need probably a little baby blanket to bring just in case it's, yes. it, the baby's too cold. Yep, that's a good tip. Good job. Um, so hopefully you have your diapering and bathing supplies in place. If not, um, unless you are really just looking forward to get being out and about, I would not go into the store. I would go ahead and order from a service that will deliver them to you, even if you're going to pay a higher premium. I understand that it's kind of a luxury, um, but, you know, even to use Amazon Prime or, or something of that nature, but I would go ahead and consider that it's going to save you time and energy, and this is when you really need to be kind of using your energy wisely so that you can help heal. Yeah. Okay. And then also consider takeout or something easy for that very first meal at home. Please do not try to go home and cook. I, for Bella especially, I tried to get right back into the swing of things. I tried to cook and clean right after. And I was dealing with mastitis that first week. And then, you know, the third week I had a stroke. And it. I just kept trying to, you know, pick myself up by my bootstraps and, and keep pressing forward when really it probably would have been wiser and easier on my body if I would have just taken some time to rest. Yeah. Okay, so some newborn guidelines. So usually babies sleep for about 16 hours a day. Yeah. Okay, but not usually in a row. <laughs> yeah, no. I um, not do that. There were times when Ben would only sleep for 17 minutes at a time. So like 17, he wakes up, he changes diaper, yep. feed him, yep. and then lay him back down. Yep. And then it would just yeah. repeat that process. It would. That's exactly it. But usually with the 17-minute cycles, I don't even think we ever got to lay him down. It was just round-the-clock care. It seemed like that was his third week of life, and there was a lot of transitioning um, going on. But, yes, that was that was crazy. So, so usually babies sleep around 16 hours. Um, some babies may sleep up to 20 hours a day, Bella. Wow. Like, in, not in a row. Right, again, not in a row. Usually no more than two hours at a time. So they may eat eight to 12 times, um, depending on your milk supply, how much their, like, their body composition is, how hungry they are, if they need the comfort, and all those different things. Um, but about 12 times a day is good. Just roughly, if you divide the, the day up, that's going to be every two hours. And oh. that, that's a good, that's a good indicator yes you might even need a little stuff animal for him <laughs> you might just uh, a small tiny one a small tiny one yeah i wouldn't count that as a need but it is yeah. fun to have isn't it yeah okay just in case uh the baby starts crying you just shake it and you might yeah. be happy yeah usually they're about two months old before they notice toys so that is a good that okay. is a good tip so after two months old you need a cute one Okay. Not an ugly one. Not an ugly Cute. one. Yeah, Stuff pay attention to the aesthetics. I agree. I agree. Um, the baby will like cute ones better. Okay, I agree. So, did you know that bottle-fed babies and breastfed babies, they have different needs that they need to eat at different times and that even their poop is different? Yeah. You did? Yeah. 
Okay. Not all of them, but some of it. Okay, so when we have a breastfed baby, they should be having eight or so wet diapers a day and three to four dirty diapers, and that's one guideline that you know that they are healthy. Okay. Isn't that that's a weird thing? Yeah. Okay, and then crying. Your baby's only way to communicate with you is to cry. So your baby's gonna cry to let you know when they're hungry, when they're tired, when they're hot or cold, when they need a diaper change, when their stomach hurts, when they simply wanna be held and need that comfort and closeness. And sometimes they'll like reach your ar their little arms up at you. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, usually that takes a little bit. Early on, so even the newborns have a couple different reflexes. Usually they will kinda, if you gently stroke their cheek, they'll smile. Um, if there's a loud noise or something, they'll startle and they'll like raise their hands up like we do, like when we're scared. Um, they, they have usually the grasping re reflex. If you put your finger on the palm of their hand, they'll close their hand and they'll hold your finger. Yeah. So they can do all those sorts of things. I think that's really cool. It is cool. It's neat how God made that, huh? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, as far as the day-to-day -day care, you're going to need to remember to continue to clean and care for the umbilical cord uh, stump. And if you haven't been around babies, that's, these are some of the things that you might not have thought about or might not have read about or heard about. Um, that umbilical cord should fall off at about 10 days. I had one child who didn't lose theirs until 17 days. I was starting to get worried, but um, it, it is kind of like a tooth that comes out or off when it's ready. You need a pacifier, by the way. You need that some, like at a little later. Well, it's nice to have one on hand. Um, some people have very strong feelings about not ever using the pacifier. I will tell you that I was completely convinced that pacifiers were no good until I had all of these breastfeeding issues. But I was determined to um, push through. But, you know... My boys especially always wanted to use me as a pacifier, and um, sometimes that's okay, and, and sometimes that's not. And so, yes, we did use a pacifier of just to get through the first couple months until they could figure out, you know, if they were hungry or they needed comfort, or I guess until we could figure out if they were hungry or just needed comfort. Yeah. So that's why you need at least one in your purse, maybe one in your baby bag if you have one or something like that. Right. If your baby does get hooked on the one type of pacifier, go ahead and stock up because you'll always lose them at inopportune times. Yeah. Like, sometimes they, the baby might be sucking on it and then drop it and then you can't find it or something like that. Oh, yeah. They get under couches and they get lost and, yeah, exactly. Under, like, anywhere. Yeah. they're so small, like, nothing, like, I don't think anything is smaller than that. Well, that could hide it. It is. Pacifiers are pretty it. small. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about our mental state and our emotions when we, that the first week or two that we have brought baby home. So this is a good time to set aside any and all expectations. If you are a recovering perfectionist like me, uh, this may be a little bit more difficult for you, but don't give up. This is not the time to rush to get back to normal. You do not have to prove yourself to anyone. Um, I wish someone had told me that when I was younger, so I am telling you. Focus on caring for your child, recovering from giving birth, and getting established breastfeeding, if that is what you choose to do to, and how you choose to feed your baby. Rest and spend time together. Those three things are your priorities. Caring for your child, caring for yourself, and if you're choosing to feed, uh, to breastfeed, then get the breastfeed routine 
uh, as, as loose or as flexible or rigid as that is for you personally, this is the time to get that established. So I want to talk about some general context for how we view babies um, as a culture. Okay, so our culture has its priorities skewed. This is not hard um, to look around and to view, but we do. Um, this is quite frankly an understatement to say that our culture has its priorities skewed, but our culture values the P's right now. Positions, power, prosperity, possessions, property, our culture does not value babies and children, which is odd considering the booming economy around baby products. And how cute they are. <laughs> well, yes. And the lavish uh, baby luxury items that this past generation has borne witness to. Essentially, babies' needs are pretty simple. They need loving parents, a clean bottom, safe place to sleep, and some clean clothing. Yeah. I think that's about right. <laughs> Thank you. And yet, we as a culture insist on complicating matters with things like monogram burp cloths and baby couture. What is that? Um, fancy clothing for the baby. Okay. Similarly, early cultures accepted that babies were a blessing. And it's our modern culture, our selfish modern culture, that views children in general as a, a status symbol at best and a financial burden or something to be avoided at all costs at worst. So I would just like to encourage you listening to this podcast right now, grasp onto the truth that babies are a blessing. Grasp onto that truth with both hands and don't let go. Children are a blessing. Psalm 127, 3-5 is often tossed about. Um, you may or may not have heard it, whether or not you have been in the church that children are a blessing and the, the fruit of the womb is a reward. I am not I'm certainly not pro quiver, uh, the pro quiver, uh, the I'm not pro the quiver full movement, but guys, we cannot let one small sect of Christianity co-opt and take over one of the very few passages of children in the Bible. We have to take that passage back. We have to believe that children are a blessing, a gift, and a reward. Yes, even the unplanned ones. If you don't know my story, I was a teen mom. However, God used that blessing, Benjamin, to motivate me to seek his help and healing because I knew as a damaged 17-year-old that I was incapable of raising this child. I knew that my mental, emotional, and physical poverty were so invasive to every aspect of my life. I knew I needed the Lord's help, and maybe that's you today. Maybe you're struggling today with seeing an unplanned pregnancy as a gift from a loving Heavenly Father. Ask for help. Look up your local uh, pregnancy resource centers. There are so many all across the nation. There have been so many women who have found hope and healing and want to offer that to you as well. In rural Missouri, in our area, we actually have a few options. Um, local to us are Birthright and Bethany Christian Services. Both are wonderful options. But I think a quick Google search should put you um, on the right path. I would look up Pregnancy Resource Center and your town or zip code and just see what you can find. You can get help, information, even items to help you care for your new babies. Um, locally, our Pregnancy Resource Center will help with uh, diapers and clothing, even some maternity clothes um, for moms that go there for help. Um, and also, there are just different resources that they can put you in contact with, too. 
If you're having trouble locating your local pregnancy resource center, go ahead and leave me a voice message on this link and I will see if I can help. We're going to go ahead um, and move on. Psalm 8 verse 2 and Matthew 21 both talk about God ordaining praise from the lips of children. And Jesus pointed out children to his disciples to teach them about faith in the kingdom of heaven. In my life, personally, God has used my children to soften some of the rough um, areas in my heart and personality and to refine and heal others. Watching my husband interact with our children, caring for them, loving them, nurturing them, um, patiently meeting their needs has given me a whole new idea of what a father is and what our Heavenly Father is like and his love and care and protection for us. I used to often picture God as angry and disappointed in me, but watching Zach gently and persistently lead and guide our children without frustration or disappointment in them, even when they mess up, has healed something at the core of my being, something that I didn't know I needed to be desperately healed from. So yes, even though raising children means dying to your selfish desires and putting your wants and needs on hold to care for this little person in the end, parenting might just be one of the main ways that God sacrificed, I'm sorry, that God sanctifies you throughout your life. Okay, so that was the more serious side of the show. Now we're going to do one of Bella's favorite activities. It's when we discuss a topic. Ready? Yeah. Let's talk about babies. Okay. First of all, they're cute. They're um, squishy and their little toes are adorable. They smell so good. Yeah. It's fun to cuddle them. It's oh. fun to rock them and sing to them. It's fun to take care of them and give them baths. It's fun to get like those little uh, bouncy swings and mm -hmm. like gently bounce them. Yes. Yeah, it's fun because they give you a big smile and when you pick, play peekaboo with them, they like give you a big old smile. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to watch them discover the world around them. Like the first time that they see like a fish, for example, yeah. or um, when they discover that they have hands at the ends of their arms and they're like so mesmerized by their own hand or by their little toy. They figure out what a stuffed animal is. Like, what is this thing? Oh, that's what it is. Uh, and then by the time they're about two or three months old, they might be starting to try to scoot towards things. And it's it's funny to watch them grow and change and their little personalities develop. It's fun seeing them all crawl and then when they're done crawling, they start running and then they go to walking. Because it's usually running, walking, like crawling, running, walking like that. It's usually crawl, run. walk then run. Oh. <laughs> Elijah did it backwards, but yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Um, uh, it's fun to see their reactions. It's fun to see them smile at people that they love. And sometimes they even bring you the diapers. When they get a little bit bigger. Yeah, usually yeah. when they're about one, they can bring you their diapers. Okay, well, Bella, thank you for being here today. You're welcome. All right, guys, as always, I know that your listening time is so valuable, and I want to thank you for spending these 30 minutes with me. Um, if there is anything I can do, don't hesitate to reach out. You can send me an email or a, a voice link through Inker. And 
as always, I am encouraging you from this side of the microphone. I know that if you are looking forward to bringing home baby or have recently brought home a baby, that this is a especially exciting and terrifying time. And I'm just applauding your effort. And um, thank you and have a great day. Bye. Bye.